0: At eight twenty. The only problem with 820 games in Philly, they're out there tailgating at 8 o'clock this morning drinking. But we're going to have a great time, and uh, we thank God for all of you. Truly, God is an awesome God. Now, as you look at the, before we get to the other announcements, young lady who's so dear to me, her father was an elder, and uh, this young lady is very astute master's degree from Penn State. She's very, very astute. She is an administrator above administrators. And um, whenever her and I interface about projects, she is excellent. I don't have a question to ask because she covers every ground. She anticipates every question. And I thank God for her being here. Tanya Figgins, come on up here, baby. Yeah.
1: Praise Jesus. Come on, baby. Yeah. Back, baby. Hello again. Giving honor to my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and also to Pastor. As I mentioned earlier, this is Youth Sunday. I'm going to briefly discuss with you our children and youth. Pa- uh, our children and youth academy. As you know, this year Pastor helped us to unveil this epic uh, academy. So I just want to explain to you why your child needs to be a part of this Children and Youth Academy. Two quick reasons. Number one, we want to develop your children. Not only do we want to develop them in the Word, we want to develop them educationally, and we also want to develop them to be able to come back and serve unto the Lord. Okay, so that's the first reason. Praise God for that. And number two is free. And how many of us don't like free stuff? So I'm just going to be very real with you. It's free mentoring, free tutoring. It's free fun nights every week. Free vocal training on Friday for your youth choir. So you cannot be being in a ministry like this where everything we offer for our children and youth is absolutely free. We even have free van service every Friday night to pick the kids up and to bring them to ministry. That's unheard of. God has blessed us with so much, and Pastor has a vision To make this grow. So if your child is not in our Children and Youth Academy, it is a tragedy. You need to sign them up today. And I'm glad you asked me how you can sign up. You can download the app and register them through the app. You can register them online through our website. You can call us at the office. You can visit the youth kiosk. There's many ways to register them. There's over 14 children and youth ministries here for your child. So there's no reason why you can't get them involved. It doesn't have to just be your children. We accept grandchildren, godchildren, nieces and nephews, brothers and sisters, neighbors' kids. We want to outreach and get the community involved. In addition to that, I just wanted to let you know that we're rolling out certificates for those that completed entrepreneurship class and our college and career class. So they are actually going to be recognized in the month of December for completing those courses. Praise God for that. Praise God for that. And lastly, I just want to get the parents to know that we really want you to send all the kids to the youth retreat. Our youth retreat is 2019, okay? Let me explain a little bit about the youth retreat. We're talking four days, three nights, all meals included. They get continental breakfast here. They get workshops. They get a fun time up in the Pocono Mountains. And for us to send each youth, it's roughly about $450 per child. And because we're a tithing church and because Pastor Gordon really wants to take care of the kids, we only ask the parents to spend $200, and the church takes care of the rest. So we're asking you to sign your kids up for the youth retreat. And I have something even better. It only is $30 to hold your child's spot. In addition to that, we don't even ask for the two hundred dollars up front. We have a payment plan. You can pay ten dollars every two weeks if you need to. So there's no reason why you can't send your child on this youth retreat and have them be blessed. Pastor mentioned the accolades about me, it's only Jesus, but I'm a product of this youth ministry. I'm a product of the chosen ministry, the millennial ministry. So please get your kids involved. Thank you very much, and let's bless the Lord for our pastor.
0: You're awesome, You're awesome. Thank you, Tanya. Praise the Lord. Thank God for you. Truly, God is an awesome, awesome God. You keep quiet. <laughs> Praise the Lord. God is an awesome, awesome God. We thank God for all of you. And um, now we're going to handle those other announcements, and then we're going to move expeditiously to our desired end.
2: Morning, St. Matthews. This is a day the Lord has made, and
3: we will rejoice and be glad in it. Today's announcements are as follows. In honor of 31 years of service to our Christ and congregation, Pastor will be holding a one-night revival on Friday, November 16th. Dr. R.A. Williams from Los Angeles, California will be speaking. We also invite you to join us for a celebration service on Sunday, November 18th, during our 8 a.m. and 10.30 services. Save the date for our 2018 Love Enrichment Relationship Conference for Married and Singles, happening Wednesday, November 14th at 7 p.m. in the Sanctuary. A new session of app classes is kicked off. This session will highlight two specialty courses for one night only. November 21st is In-Laws or Outlaws. November 28th. Is what to do. Your adult child is back home. Register today for tips on balancing the scales in these relationships. Classes will be held from 6.30 to 7.45 p.m. St. Matthew's, we are accepting donations for our 2018 Thanksgiving Basket Drive. Please bring canned goods, gift cards, or dry food items to our drop-off locations located at the front and east doors. Final day for donations is Wednesday, November 14th. For full event details and registration information, please see your resource manual or visit our SNBC app.
2: This concludes today's general announcement.
0: Amen. amen. Church say amen. Hallelujah. Now, uh, let me let me let me do something a little different. Let will all the ministers stand. Let's give them a hand clap. All of them, all of them. They do a great job. They do a great job, and I'm thankful for all of them. They assist pastor, and when they don't, I fuss. They they do a great job. And all the deacons, where all the deacons stand, amen. All the deacons, praise the Lord. Thank you. Thank you so much. You guys are loved and appreciated. Praise the Lord. Amen. And if any of you are Dallas Cowboy fans, you are off the board. Praise the Lord. No, we thank God for you. Truly, God is an awesome, awesome God. Now it's offering time, and God loves a cheerful giver. You can be God-given no matter how you try. We're Taking the one offering on tithes, what is a tithe? It's a tenth. If you make $300 a week, God's asking for the first $30, $200 a week, the first $20. He said, try me, test me, and see if I won't pull out the windows of heaven. Amen? Praise God. So good to see Brother Pew. Hope to see you after service. sing first and then the praise dancers it come. Is that fun? we we'll here from my youth choir. I want to thank Brother Pew and all the parents that are associated youth workers. Um, this takes a lot of energy, but I'm proud of our church because we have a diversity of dynamic ministry here at St. Matthew's. Amen. And uh, to the Riches, Brother Rich, see your lovely daughter after every Sixers game. She's doing an excellent job. Excellent job, excellent job, amen, praise God. So we'll hear from our choir, then our youth pastor. congratulate those that have completed their courses and, and at the same time the our youth phrase dancers will immediately follow him. Thank you.
4: Every month we get an opportunity to celebrate with individuals who have completed their discipleship. I'm going to ask that if you completed your discipleship that you would come forward um, your name should be up on the screen as well for those individuals that are here for the Right Hand of Fellowship please come forward, you don't have to see your name come on up forward, come on up let's celebrate, come on let's celebrate let's give the Lord a round of applause let's, let's, let's really celebrate for these individuals they have dedicated their time their energy their effort to be here They, they have made a commitment and this is, this represents, this represents those individuals that are here for Second Sunday discipleship as well as our youth on Friday nights. They go through discipling your youth here on Friday nights. So, so these are individuals that have went through our curriculum and so, On behalf of our senior pastor, Dr. Raymond M. Gordon, we want to first of all just say thank you for your commitment for being here and also to say congratulations to you and extend to you full-fledged membership into St. Matthews, and congratulations. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. Congratulations. Congratulations.
0: Uh, I congratulate all of you, thank God, for Reverend Poole and our staff, our church, preparing you. See this young lady here? She don't want me to do this. She She's a doctorate of leadership management. Her and I went to South Fluffy High together. Don't you tell them how I was in high school. <laughs> we we went to South Fluffy High together, so when she came here, she said,
4: oh, no. Praise
0: God.
4: <laughs> Come on, let's give one more round of applause for our Lord Jesus Christ for these individuals. We again we want to say thank you. We will have certificates for you in your three oh five process afterwards. Thank you so much. And you may be seated.
0: Amen. Praise dancers. Praise dancers.
5: Can you only imagine? Can you imagine just standing before the King? Oh, I can only imagine what it would be like when I walk by your side. I can only. Kim home.
0: God, we fall prostrate before your presence, confessing that you are God all by yourself. And without you, we can do nothing. We come this morning in the name of the Lord Jesus, confessing that we are wrong and you are right. We are weak, but thou art strong. Help us to let go and let God, through whatever we're facing this morning, to trust you and you alone, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Church, amen. Amen. Okay, well, it's just... uh, thankful we're thankful for everything our ears have heard our hearts have felt thank you for the bus ministry for our students from temple thank you for coming down and uh thank you for all the visitors Derek, i see you out there hello and uh we are excited about jesus amen and uh so um just be encouraged in the Lord and in the power of his might. Wednesday, a Bible study, I threw something out, an article I had read on Christianity, and it is a sort of a affirmation of our faith that, <clears throat> you know, we walk by faith. And not by sight we trust the unseeable and we move without knowing what God is going to do we trust him with the end results and this article said that there are three questions that if these questions start to appear in your psyche know that it is satan who is disguised to get to, to to get you to give up your faith walk one is how do you feel every time you hear that that's satan how are you being treated that's satan And how are you doing? That's Satan. All of Satan's emphasis is on the here and now. All of Satan's emphasis is on us, me, myself, and I. And we have to learn that when these three questions keep being amplified in our lives, Satan is trying to sidetrack you to look at yourself and not the promises of God. We're in John chapter 8, and I'm going to synopsize a lot from the 8 o'clock, and I I just want to hit certain points. John chapter 8, St. John chapter 8, and beginning at verse 12. Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Mm. But shall have the light of life. One of those... Sees as clarity, cleansing, amen, and a comprehensive view of God. But then in chapter 9 of St. John, and are you with me? Verse 4, I must work the works of him while this day, because night, night is coming when no man can work. And as long as I'm in the world, I am the light of the world. Hmm. Whenever God is elaborating on subjects, the subject is always preceded by the word God. Love is not of God. God is love. Hmm. Light is not from God. God is light. It is, if you will, it is defined by what's ever in front of the word. And one of my childhood fascinations as a little boy was the watching and witnessing and, of course, trying to catch what we call lightning bugs, better known as fireflies, and I don't know about you, but as a little boy, this uh, these bugs did something to me. They 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 they, they, they really made me uh, <clears throat> stand there in a state of mystical misunderstanding of the nature of flies. Hmm. That is, these beetle like insects randomly appeared in the twilight and it appeared that they had light bulbs in their tails. Hmm. Lightning bugs. They didn't come out during the day, they didn't come out late at night. Twilight. They' lightning looked like they had bulbs in their tails and these bulbs did not give continual light they would only flicker light hmm. and, and 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 this flickering of light led to me being fascinated And I was fascinated because this light was in contrast to the background of darkness. And the darkness made the light brighter. Somebody see where I'm going with this. I was not only witnessing a flickering light, fascinated, but I was fixated on this unusual phenomena and we would catch these bugs and put them in a jar and it looked like the whole jar was flashing with the light of these bugs. Light. In a similar sense, those of us that are saved, born again, blood washed, regenerated, know Jesus, God has placed in us a light a light this, this, this light is uh, it is an effectious light a light that glows I'm not talking about the, the Vaseline on your face I'm not talking about Maybelline I'm talking about what we give off, especially when we're in the presence of darkness, talking about attitude, action, reaction, talking about fruit of a faith, Lord have mercy. I'm talking about the benefits of knowing the most high. That this effectiousness leads to an educational uh, class in the guidance of God. Not only do we glow, we are guided. We, we are guided, we are guided. I was doing my Monday morning motivations today with Melanie, and, and one of the scriptures I dealt with was Hebrews chapter 12, where um, the writer to the Hebrews, who I believe is the apostle Paul, says, we are are surrounded about so great a cloud of witnesses. There's a picture being painted of us being in an amphitheater, and all the people in the stands are rooting us on. Your grandmother, your mother, your father, your, your great grandmother. They're, they're in the stands rooting us on, having already run what you are running now. And that's that great cloud, Nephle in the Greek, great cloud of witnesses. And, and, and it's interesting that the writer says, uh, Consider this great cloud that uh, they're running a race. The word race is agon. They're running an agonizing race. Running an agonizing race. They're running an agonizing race. And in running this race, Lord have mercy, they're running, they have run with perseverance. They have run even when they felt like walking. They have run when they felt like stopping. They have run when they felt like throwing the towel in, they kept on running. With a perseverance, the race, the agon, that was set before you. The word set denotes that a sovereign God has already made decisions <laughs> what race you're going to run, what track you going to run on, and all the hardships of that trap it's been set you didn't volunteer for this race this race was determined before you were born you were determined to run this race And, and, and it goes on and says let's run with perseverance the race that is set before us And then looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy, that with joy, Jesus ran the race that God the Father set before him. Even the cross, the shame of the cross, the agony of the cross. And because he ran it faithfully, the writer says... That after Jesus died, was buried, and rose again in the resurrection, God said, now, because you ran this race faithfully, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. There's a race that we are running. I'm amazed at these lightning bugs because I didn't understand the processes that these bugs went through in order to light. Mm. The lifespan of a lightning bug is one to two years and four stages of metamorphosis they go through. First stage is the eggs being laid, second stage is larva, third stage is pupa. third stage is adulthood. Pupa's ten days. The eggs are laid underground, usually in the winter. They come out in the hot summer at twilight, and they only give light for two months. Then they die. The greater part of their life was in preparation of the light. (laughs) The best we're going to do is flicker out a glow to people that are in darkness a short time of our lives. And that's what Paul said in, in, in Ephesians 2. He says, and you, I love this who were dead in trespasses, Ephesians 2, and sins, hath he now quickened, made alive. You were dead, you were doomed, you were totally depraved. Let Let me stop pause, and park on the systematic theology of totally depraved. What God disagrees with us on, some of us think before we got saved, we weren't that bad off. That's because you keep measuring yourself by yourself. Or you measure yourself against somebody else. God says you were totally incapable of pleasing me, depraved. There was no good in you. Lord have mercy. You you weren't a little sinner. <laughs> you were a sinner. Can I get a witness? This thing going to get tight. But the reason that we can't shout on Ephesians 2 is because contextually, we didn't go into the whole 10 verses. We are totally praying, we're disobedient, we're doomed. Uh, 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 l- listen, uh, but God says, but after the Lord reckoned us, after he made us lie. He did it, verse 10, so that you and I could become trophies on his mantelpiece. He did it so we can live unto good works. Lord have mercy. He did it, poema is the Greek word. He did it so we could become God's poem. Ah! Raymond Maurice Gordon was a no-good, dirty, low-down, hellbound bound sinner. Now let, me, now, let me sing a poem. But, because of my grace, he's a praise warrior in the palace of the Most High. Can I get a witness? And, 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 and so, when you begin to understand, contextually, the scriptures, and, and this is one of my pet peeves. Thank God for these ministers, for our teachers. But this is one of my pet peeves. You don't pull out a verse in isolation and try to elaborate on it. You see everything around the verse. You you deal with the thematic thrust of the book. Then you move in on a chapter. Then you ask questions, interrogatives, who, where, when, how, what. And when you start this intensive investigation... God will give you, amen, the ability to go in and to, listen, to pull out nuggets that the average eye can't see. Do I have a witness? John the Apostle, John lived longer than any other disciple or apostle of Jesus. And that's why in John chapter 20, when Peter said, well, what about John? Jesus said, ain't none of your business. If John stays here to the rapture, that's none of your business. That was said for a reason. John died. John was in his 90s. He had been banished to the Isle of Patmos by the emp- evil emperor of Rome, Domitian who succeeded Nero, Nero was the one that cut off Paul's head. And when you understand what happened to John as an old man, they put him in boiling oil. And his skin could have shrunk back from the boiling oil. Then they put him on an aisle called Patmos and said, let him die, let him starve, let him not have any water, put him on this aisle. And while he was on the aisle, as an old man, the Spirit of God caught him up to the third heaven. And, 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 and Jesus said, John, I want you to write something. And he wrote the book of the Revelation. Do I have a witness? That, that, you understand that John, unlike the synoptic gospels of Matthew, Mark, and Luke, all talked about the earthly life of Jesus, only John. Deals with the eternality, the deity, the divine ship, that he, that Jesus is none other than God. Son of God, God the Son. Now, once once I broadcast that, I've already excluded a whole lot of faiths and a whole lot of denominations. Because if you don't believe that Jesus is the Son of God, you're going to hell. That's the first thing. That 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 child of God John says in chapter twenty, verse thirty-one, this is the theme of the book, and many other miracle signs did Jesus do here it is that are not written in this book. Now let me let me stop Paul's apart. Meaning Jesus did stuff. That was miraculous, that's not even recorded. Oh yeah, yeah, he walked on water, yeah. He gave demons leave, yeah. He healed a woman with an issue of blood, yeah. He healed Jairus' daughter, yeah. Uh, he, 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 he calmed a storm at, at sea at four o'clock in the morning. He was walking on the sea. We know all of that. But there's some things here that we don't know about. But John says, but these things are written that ye may believe that Jesus is the Son of God. And by believing, you have life through his name. Thank you, Jesus. This thing is tight. So it's in John, when we get to chapter 1, don't turn. I'm, I'm going to expedite this. In chapter 1, he is creative God. Hmm. He's the Logos. His name wasn't Jesus in eternity. You got the pre-incarnate Christ. That's before he took on the body. That was the angel of the Lord. You got the incarnate Christ, John 1, 14, when he took on flesh and tabernacled among us. And then you got the a post-resurrected Christ when he's back in all of his glory. Are y'all getting this? once Jesus is born in Bethlehem of Ephrata we'll say this around Christmas there is no more mention of the angel of the Lord because he is Jehovah the angel of the Lord do I have a witness so John 1 says in the beginning in the be- if there could have been a beginning of eternity which there's not you can't have both He's the eternality of the Son of God. In the beginning was the Word, the Logos. And the Word was, look at the preposition, with God, with the notes equality, and the Word was God. In John chapter one. Now, now, now the Word was, somebody said he's the wasness of was. How could Jesus be the wasness and he wasn't even born yet how could Isaiah say 740 years before the birth of Christ he was bruised for our iniquity? he was how, how can you use was when he wasn't even born yet because he always was He's, he's the wasness of was. And, and it says he's light, he's life, he's lamb, he's ladder, all in the first chapter of John. In him was light, and the light, listen to this, was light, phosphorus, was the life, Zohar, of man. He's reconciler, he's redeemer. He's lamb of God. When you look at... John 1, it depicts who Jesus really is. He's creative God. He's keeping God. He's designer God. Are y'all getting this? Mm. So John says in the book of John, there are seven I am's that authenticates him being God and let me stop pause the park. I, didn't, I didn't cover this at 8 o'clock because true work trip has come out at 11 so we I'm give, give you all a treat I didn't give the 8 o'clock people when they came to arrest him in the garden they said where's Jesus who's Jesus he said I am he and the Bible says the Jewish soldiers fell back yeah. to the ground when he said I am Bible students, there's two philosophies on why they fell back. Some said they fell back because once he said, I am, he was speaking as God. And power came out of him. Others say the reason they fell back because they were Jewish soldiers. And they know that only God can say, I am. And they didn't fall back, they ducked. Because they thought God was going to kill them. Whatever persuasion is yours is fine. But I am, I, ego, am, e me in the Greek, I am huh, the bread of life. John chapter 6. Everybody was hungry, 13,000 people were waiting to be fed, men, women, and children, Twelve. Hamper baskets were left over with food. He took a little boy's lunch and multiplied, and he wanted the world to know, I'm your substance. I'm the only bread that will satisfy you. Now, can I stop pausing part? Yeah, sex is not going to satisfy you. At least not continuously. Money is not going to satisfy you. Being great is not going to satisfy you. Being educated with more degrees than a thermometer is not going to satisfy you. The only thing that's going to satisfy you is Jesus. Ego, I am the bread of life. Huh? Then you get to John chapter 10. I am the good shepherd. I'm your security blanket to keep you from the, sh- the wolves. Can I get a witness? Chap- chapter 11, I am the way. I-, I-, I am the resurrection and life when Lazarus got up. Can I get a witness? Chapter 14, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man can come unto the Father but by me. Chapter 15, I am the true vine. You are the branches. Are y'all getting this picture? But here in John 8, ego e me, I am the light of the world. There's no other light in any other religion. There's no other light in any other movement, there's no other light source that can come into your heart and make changes. I am the light of the world against the backdrop of our darkness. Now I, 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 I know it doesn't mean anything new. It means something to me when he says when Paul says in Ephesians two, and you who are quickened, he he drew us out of. Darkness. I'm not talking about going to clubs and getting high and and running the street and getting drunk. I'm talking about the darkness of your nature. The darkness of your history. I translated you out of darkness into his marvelous light. I translated you. Hmm i put you on the street, call straight. We see this flickering like this bug because we as Christians don't give off continual light, do we? You ain't got to say amen. I'll say it for you. There is a flickering of light that comes out of us to touch those that are in darkness. They see a glow. They have a no. There's something different about you. You go on that job tomorrow. There's just something different about you. I don't know what it is, but there's something different. You don't have to open your mouth. You don't have to give out tracts. You don't have to broadcast. You don't have to put on your license, I love Jesus. There's just something about the way you talk something about the way you walk, something about the way you are that draws people. I I don't know what it is, but there's just something about that person. Lord, have mercy. that's, That's light. Flickering, drawing attention to light. And like that light, lightning bug, when we're flickering the light of the Lord, people take notice. They know you're not doing what they do. They know you're not going where they go. Do I have a witness? There's just something. Lord have mercy. Some, something, something. And I'm not talking about no false Christians. No, I ain't talking about no church members. I'm talking about saved folk. Who've had a change on the inside. Yeah. Save folk. Listen, listen to this listeners who've been snatched out of darkness with smoke still in the garments. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Just snatch, just snatched, just snatched. <sighs> he and John eight. I want you to see this contextually. John 8 is one of the longest chapters in the New Testament. John 8, Jesus says in verse 12, Bible students, I am. In fact, he doesn't start it off with I am. Verse 12, he says, Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, So he's in the conversation with people. What blows my mind about this light is that the first 11 verses of chapter 8, he is a liberating light from old habits and horrific lifestyles. Here's a woman caught in the act of adultery. You remember the story. The leaders caught her and brought her to Jesus and said, Moses, we all are stoned. What do you have to say? And Jesus didn't answer him. He was writing on the ground in the dirt with his finger. The finger of God that made the worlds. And you, you, you need to understand that, amen, they were testing him. They were tempting him. And then Jesus says, tell you what, guys. Let him. Watch people that throw rocks. Because most of the time we live in a glass house. See, you can talk about me when I know you ain't doing what I'm doing. You can't talk about me. You're doing the same thing I'm doing. You just didn't get caught. Do I have a witness? This thing is tight but right. I saw a minister years ago down there, 13th and Locust, late at night, coming out of one of them them oozy oozy places. And I didn't want to act self I I didn't want to act self-righteous. You know, I saw him said, man, I saw you the other night. And he got defensive. Well, what was you doing down there? I said, I was going to I said I was going to steaks. <laughs>
6: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, give me something to eat, Doc. You'll get that one on the way home. Before you lie, I always have a place to lie about. <laughs> <laughs> but check it out, check it out, check it out. So Jesus says, let him, you, you want to stone this woman because she was caught in the act. Hmm. I can't stone anybody for falling into sin. Because sin is where God found me. can't criticize you about a lifestyle that don't meet with Leviticus, because my lifestyle didn't meet with Leviticus. See, once you understand where the Lord bought you from, you can show a lot of mercy to others. But for the grace of God, there goes I. Let him that's without this sense, specificity, let him cast the first stone. So Jesus saying, guys, go for it. Stone to the death. But make sure when you throw your stone, Deuteronomy seventeen. Where you need two or three witnesses. Make sure the witness don't come back and get you. And they put the stones down, they walked away. So here's Jesus with this woman one on one just like he was with the woman at the well, one-on-one. He had to send his disciples in town to be one-on-one. Sometimes, Brother Lightfoot, you gotta be one-on-one. Folk will mess up your witness. So he looked at the woman, knowing her history. We got some horrible history. Don't we have some history up in here? And I know you don't wanna remember your history. I know you don't want to pull it back up. I know you you think it's not healthy to dwell on your history. The problem with that is that everybody else knows your history. Do I have a witness? He asked the woman, he said, Woman, where are those thine accusers? Hath any man accused you? The woman said, no, Lord. When she said, Lord, Jesus had already broken the test. Recognition of who he was. He said, neither do I accuse you. Now go and sin no more. This habit that you have to lay down with a bunch of men, I'm breaking the power right now. In the name of Jesus. That's the first 11 verses. Then he gets to verse 12 and says, Then he said unto them, Talk about the Pharisees the scribes. I am the light of the world. I'm the light who can liberate. Lord have mercy. I'm the light who can educate. Because then he gets to the ninth chapter. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, the, the eighth chapter. And there's a fascinating light that Jesus comes in and says, Now I've got to liberate not just from horrific habits, but false heritages. He's talking to the Pharisees. Jesus told them, You need to be made free. He said, they said, We're Abraham's children. We don't need to be free. We're Abraham's children. Jesus said, let me give you a hint of something. He's dealing with sonship and slavery. See, sonship is a gift. I'm a son of God because I'm a saint by calling. Unlike Catholicism, I'm not a saint if I do certain miracles a certain period of time, and then the papa, the, you know, the, the, the papal and, and Rome recognizes all my work and put on me sainthood. God says that ain't sainthood. Sainthood is when Jesus died in your place. He died for your sins. He removed your guilt. He saved you and justified you. He put your name in the Lamb's Book of Life. And you are a saint by calling. Are are y'all getting this? Only those that know me can heed me. See, see, look, my sheep hear my voice and they follow me. I, I, don't, I don't ever hear Jesus. You ain't a sheep. You're hearing everything else. You ain't you a sheep. I don't have no desire to come to church. You ain't a sheep. Somebody need to preach it. I can't get out of bed. I can't stop falling. You ain't a sheep. I can't stop being homosexual. You ain't a sheep. Oh, Lord. Here we go. 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 My sheep. Hear my voice. They heed. Their heritage has nothing to do with their bloodlines. My father was real light skinned, my sister's real light skinned, everybody my father's side real light skinned. My father told me he said, You know uh what's his name? Uh huh? Raymond Burr or the guy that played uh Perry Mason. He's my cousin, he's my uncle. And and I watch Perry Mason on the wee station every day. I don't sit there and go, He's my cousin. He's my cousin. I don't do that. And some of y'all are are, are are such lollipops. Instead of bringing your money to the house of God, you paying money to find out your heritage. Well, I, let me I, I I called in to see where my family came from. They came from hell. <laughs> that's what that's where they came from. They came from hell. They, they 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 were on their way to hell. They came from hell. That's what. What are you trying to find out? I wouldn't know if I was born in a kingly... No, you weren't born no kingly. they had chains on your back. I'm sick of this. Well, I was from the tribe of Judah. No, you weren't. All the records got destroyed in 70 AD. Don't nobody know where they're from. Ain't nothing pure today. Can I get a witness? Italians speaking Spanish and Spanish speaking... Uh, Zawabe we got all kind of mess up here it's not important about your heritage what's important is that you know him that's what's really important here's what's important that you are related to Jesus Christ and if any man be in Christ he's a new creation all things are passed away. All things become new. He hears. We hear his word. We hear his word. We heed. He's our heritage. He's our light. He's our light source. Jesus is our light. Hallelujah. He's our light source. I'm not going to glory because I pastored his church. I was going to glory long before I came here. I'm going to glory because I know him. Can I get a witness? And I believe that he's the son of God. And God the son. Do I have a witness? I believe he died for all my sins. I can't even figure that one out. He died for my past sins, he died for my present sins, and he died for my future sins. He died! Then he died. He died, he died. How how do you know he died? Well, when he died, the the temple rent in twain from the top to the bottom. There's a reason it tore from the top to the bottom. God tore it from the top. Can I get a witness? To the bottom. Jesus saved us out of the bottom. Jesus saved us out of hell. Jesus saved us, thank you Jesus, in the midst of our mess. He's the light of the world. And And that darkness can't comprehend the light. That's what John said. Once you get the light in you, the light source is in you forever. Do I have a witness? Yeah. We have the light of fascination. So people I used to be in the world with, people I knew that knew me when. Y'all didn't know me when. People that knew me when knows that a change took place. Deep on the inside. Oh, I'm not perfect. I still mess up. But there's a change that have come over me. Can I get a witness? There's a change. I've been set free. Do I have a witness? I got boundaries around me. I can't do everything I might feel like doing. Can't go everywhere I feel like going. Can I get a witness? And my God will never forsake me. My God will never leave me my god would never let me uh come under the jurisdiction of satan he is my bosom buddy i do i have a witness he sits on the inside he indwells my soul do i have a witness and every time i get down the lord shows up won't he show up he'll show up and he'll lift you up he'll put a smile on your face He'll put running in your feet. He'll put clapping in your hands. He'll put joy in your soul. Weeping may endure for a night, I'm not it now, but joy, won't joy come in the morning? Seen a seed begging bread. Can I get a witness? Every time Satan gets on top of me, I can feel grace. Won't grace show up? Won't peace show up? Won't power show up? He's worthy. Any he worthy? Any he worthy? He's worthy. He's worthy. To be praised. Thank you, Jesus. There's a glory. There's a guidance. And then you get to chapter 9. We're still under, I am the light of the world. Ego Egoimi. Because the next egoimi is in chapter 10. So chapter 9 has got to be talking about ego egoimi. So here's a man, Bartimaeus, blind from birth. And Jesus... <laughs> Is walking with his disciples and the Bible is very specific about this. Jesus decides to go up to Bartimaeus. It's called election. He decided to come into your life. He decided to snatch you out of hell with smoke still in your garments. The the reason all your friends are not here this morning with you is because he didn't elect them but he elected you I'm preaching up in this place he chose you did he chose you he predestinated you can I get a witness and and the songwriter said I don't know why Jesus loves me and I don't know why he cares and I don't know why he sacrificed his life but oh I'm so glad he did he called me goes up to Bartimaeus and says Do you want to see? He said, yes, Lord. And Jesus did something peculiar. He reached down and got mud, dirt and spit on it. One commentator said he began to form eyes. He took clay and put it around Bartimaeus' eyes. Do I have a witness? And Barn Bartimaeus was standing there as Jesus put all this clay on his eyes. But see, God wants you and I to do something to authenticate our faith. So he said, now go down to that pool called Shalom and wash. And after you wash, you'll come away I Do I have a witness? See, child of God, uh, 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 God God's going to do the miracle, but he's going to instruct your faith. To participate with the miracle. Uh, can I get a witness? And, and the Bible says he came away seeing. What a fascination! Uh, but as we close, we start to see the fixation of light. In John 17, what a chapter. It is synonymous with the garden of Gethsemane. He's praying to sweat like drops of blood fell off his brow. And then here's what Jesus prayed. He said, Father, I finished the work you gave me to do. Uh, Now, restore, give me back the glory, doxodokia that I had with you from the beginning. He's talking about Shekinah. I'm tired of disclosing who I am with this incarnate suit. I want to take it off now and let my glory shine. Do I have a witness? Y'all ain't getting this child of God, child of God. And and that's, that's the glory of us abiding in him. If you abide in me, Uh, That means remain. And my words abide in you. Ask what you will. And it will be done to you. He's our light liberator. He's our illuminator. He's our living epistle. He's our loving companion. He's a lifter up of our heads. Uh, Do I have a witness? That's why Psalm 119 says, Thy word is a lamp. Unto my feet. Yeah. Thy word is a light unto my path. Yeah. Do I have a witness? Yeah. Child of God, let your light so shine. Yeah. That others may see it. Yeah. And here's what they're going to do. They're going to glorify your father which is in heaven. Can I get a witness? A light. That lightning bug. We flicker a light. We're fixated by the light. We're fascinated by the light. There's power in the light. There's peace in the light. There's provisions in the light. When we walk in the light, God is in the light. Can I get a witness? And in him is no darkness at all. And when the light of the Lord is in us, watch out. Satan starts to back up. When the light of the Lord is in us, we got the victory over the venom. When the light of the Lord is in us, he gives us joy in the midst of our junk. Won't he do it, saints? All we gotta do is plug into that light. When you walk in the room and hit the light switch, darkness leaves the room. Can I get a witness? When you turn on Jesus, darkness gotta take a back seat. Because all power is in his hands. Can I get a witness? And somebody said he's able. Any he able? He's able to save from the guttermost to the uttermost. He's able to put me on a street called Straight. He's able to put joy in my heart, running in my feet, clapping in my hands, joy in my soul. It's not about my feelings. It's not about how you see me. It's about Him. Now unto Him who's able and able, I've got the victory. I've got the victory because Jesus is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is my liberty. light. He stopped me from getting high. He stopped me from running the street. He stopped me from fornicating. He stopped me. Oh, Lord, they're getting quiet again. He he stopped me. And he made me a witness. Did he make you a witness? I'm a witness. I'm a witness. I'm a witness. That if you trust and never doubt, he'll
6: show.
0: He'll bring you out, will we bring you out, will we bring you out, will we bring you out, light, liberty, light, liberty, light, liberty. Let's stay on our feet. As every head this valley, I was told, if you're here this morning, you need to be saved. You want Jesus to come into your life today to save your soul. He died for his sins, was buried and rose again. Just raise your hand if you want Jesus to save you. I see your bus ministry. Raise your hand. Come on up. Come on up. Come on up. Praise your hand. Anybody else? Come on up. This is the moment of truth. Come on up. In the day that you hear my voice, harden not your hearts. Praise Jesus! Thank you, man. Right here. Come around. Come around Thank you, my brother. Come on, come on. Step on out if you want to be saved. You want to give the Lord your life, or well, the Bible says you want to hell. That's what the Bible says. Come on, come on, baby. come on, There you go. Come on, come on, come on. There you go. Come on. Come on out. Praise Jesus. Come on. Is there another? You need to be saved. You need to be saved. Come on out. You need to be saved. You need to be saved. Come on, thank you, my brother. You need to be saved. Come on up. You want to join the church and Christian friends? Come on up. Balcony, downstairs. Come on up. The Lord is good. The Lord is good. The Lord is good. Is there another. Is there another. Praise Jesus for this. Come to Jesus, that's it. Come to Jesus, He will save you. Come on, brother. There another? There another? Listen to me. Hold hold the music. Twenty-something years ago, when the original elders and I sat down about getting buses for three hundred and fifty thousand apiece, I told them I don't want to get buses just for trips. I want to get buses to go to the highways and the byways to pick up people so they can get saved. Can I get a witness? Let me tell you how much God has blessed us in this vein. Thousands have been saved. I'm, I'm asking you, if you're not saved, will you step out? You want to join the church, step out. love to have you. Are you saved, baby? You ain't saved, boy. You are? Praise God. You saved, honey? You saved? Y'all forgive my boldness. You saved, bro? All right. Praise the Lord. I was going to ask you, but I think I know you. You think I know you. You saved? Huh? You saved? You saved? Huh? You ain't saved, honey. Come on, man. You are? You saved? All right. You got saved? Come on, man. Come on. You saved? You saved? You got to say, you got to say, praise Jesus, praise Jesus, I should walk around there ask the congregation then, praise the Lord, the Lord is good, isn't he, we thank God for you coming up, praise the Lord, thank God for you coming up, we you your follow ministers, give your life to Christ, Jesus loves you, we do too, thank you so much, praise the Lord, thank you church. Amen. Amen again. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you guys so much. Look at Jesus. Over one soul, the angels are shouting in heaven. Father, bless the food that's been prepared for the students, the teachers, and our visitors. And bless our church. Continue to move mightily in our midst. And God educate us, liberate us about your light. It's your light that keeps us going. It's your light that gives us joy. It's your light that wipes away our tears. It's your light that comforts our souls. Send your light, Lord. And we'll be so careful to give your name to praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Hold, hold up, hold up, hold up. Wednesday at 7 o'clock, anybody that's, that, that, that that needs marriage counseling or anything like that, having to be here 7 o'clock, Friday, I want everybody back here. Raise your hand if you're coming back Friday. Revival, revival. You can be dressed down. 7 o'clock, revival. We love you. Have a great day. Thank you. Uh, 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 Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Look up, look up. Look at the beautiful lights. I thank God for, I thank God for the Lord and for Byron, amen. Uh, Darby, who put him in, let's praise the Lord for the lights. Amen, we love you.